Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Judge Jeanine Pirro. She's the outspoken host. Judge Jeanine Pirro is dominating the headlines right now. This is the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show. Now, here's Judge Jeanine Pirro. Welcome, everyone, to the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. It is Sunday morning uh, in New York City and uh, elsewhere. It's a wonderful day here, and as always, we are armed and ready to serve justice with all my great listeners here on the Red Apple Audio Network. Uh, there's so much to get to in the show today, uh, and I think that you are going to a, appreciate today's guest. We've got a lot to talk about, so much that happened in the Middle East this week, uh, with the return of some of the hostages, uh, as well as uh, Israel uh, uh, continuing to bomb Hamas and trying to get rid of Hamas from Palestine. The Rafa gates opening a little bit to get some uh, some of the Americans out of there and hopefully to get some of the uh, humanitarian aid in there. Although it appears clear that Hamas is continuing to block humanitarian aid, just like they're continuing to block uh, any kind of fuel that they obviously have for their underground tunnels from assisting and helping those in the hospitals above ground. Uh, it is a very difficult time as the Hezbollah leader uh, in Lebanon threatens to escalate his group fighting in the Holy War. Uh, and as a leader, Nasrallah says that the U.S. is going to pay dearly for supporting the Jewish state in what he calls a holy war. Uh, and that was on Friday. He fell short of saying Hezbollah would get involved in the Hamas fight in Gaza, claiming it's already doing its part by drawing Israeli forces north to the border and away from the southern border at Gaza. Folks, it is a mess in the Middle East. Uh, American uh, uh, military bases have been hit, I believe, at least 25, 26 times. Uh, we've got our missile defenses out there and uh, to protect our forces. Uh, but we are still calling for a ceasefire. Uh, and uh, the prime minister of Israel, uh, Netanyahu, is not sure he wants a ceasefire. His mission is to save his country, Israel. And the idea of a ceasefire without any concomitant negotiation for hostages uh, doesn't make sense to him. Uh, and, you know, we continue to hear about the horrific crimes that were being committed by Hamas. As we see in the United States, these entitled, selfish college students at the Ivy League schools who are supporting Hamas, which is in itself, which is Hamas, a terrorist organization. And uh, unfortunately, when we've got students in the United States supporting a terrorist organization, uh, what we have is uh, a crime. It is illegal to provide support 
to uh, Hamas. And yet all of the so-called bright people in the college universities and the uh, uh, elite schools are supporting Hamas and not our friend Israel. So we've got a bunch of great guests coming up among them. Professor Alan Dershowitz, who's going to talk about the schools and what needs to be done and the law firms that need to withdraw their acceptances and why Israel, why the Jews, uh, along with Michael Davis, who's going to be talking to us about something that has not gotten that much press given the war. Uh, Donald Trump and that trial by uh, uh, with that uh, Judge Erdogan uh, with uh, prosecution by the Attorney General Letitia James. So that is all coming up here in the uh, in our show in the next hour. So uh, make sure that you stay with us and join us and never forget that's the commitment that we made on 9-11. Honor it by donating $11 a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation at t2t.org. That's t the number 2t.org. This is the Judge Janine Show. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. This is the Janine Bureau Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Bureau. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Joining us now is a man of impeccable intelligence, a uh, not only a lawyer, an attorney, an author, and someone you've seen on Fox News repeatedly. Uh, he has been uh, a former Felix Frankfurter, uh, Frankfurter professor of law at Harvard Law School. Uh, he was member of Trump's legal team. Uh, but more, I think most importantly, what I remember Alan Dershowitz for is his work with the ACLU, where he put aside his own political beliefs in order to follow the rule of law. I can think of no one better to join us on this Sunday morning than Professor Alan Dershowitz, uh, who is joining us at this incredible moment in history. Professor Alan Dershowitz, thanks so much for being with us. I think Thank that... More than anyone, you can speak to the 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 lunacy that's going on. But I want to focus you now on the Ivy League schools and ask you the first general question. Why does it seem that the Ivy League schools are anti-Israel? Well, this goes back to the 1930s when Harvard welcomed a Nazi delegation, sent a delegation to a Nazi university that had just fired Jews, had anti-Jewish quotas, anti-Catholic quotas as well. You know, elite students uh, were the ones who brought Hitler to power, who brought the Ayatollahs to power. 
So don't be surprised if students uh, have blood on their hands. I think it's even worse than people imagine. I think if Director Ray is right and there's going to be domestic terrorism in the United States emulating Hamas, some of these students from Harvard Law School are actually going to join the terrorists and become terrorists. There's a student there, for example, his first name is Ibrahim. He was co-president of one of the organizations that signed the petition the day after, the day after, before Israel responded, the day after the massacres, uh, blaming it all on Israel and saying that Israel was at fault and it's Israel who was responsible for raping and beheading everybody. This is a Harvard Law Review student who probably has 10 job offers from major law firms. He also apparently led a group of people that harassed and physically attacked a Jewish student at Harvard. This is what Harvard Law School is turning out. There's now a petition by Harvard alumni to do something about this student and others like him, but I'm not sure it's being done. Some law firms have sent out a letter to the law school saying we're not hiring if you don't do something well, about it. Well, let's before we before we get into that not. and I I I, yeah. I want you to talk about all that Professor Dershowitz, but why is it the Ivy Leagues? Why is it Columbia, NYU, uh Cornell? Harvard. Why the Ivies? Because they're entitled and they're privileged and they feel guilty about their privilege. But, you know, it's also the City University of New York Law School, one of the worst law schools in the country, that um, its entire faculty unanimously voted to boycott only Israel. You know, I write about all these things in, in my new book that's coming out called War Against the Jews. I started writing it on October 7th, the day these events occurred. Yep. And I just sent it to the publisher yesterday. It'll be out in a couple of weeks, and you Good can you know, you. order it uh, online from Amazon in advance. But I, I go into all of this. I go into the Ivy Leagues. I go into the law firms. I go into the media. And the media, who's surprised at the media? After all, where do the New York Times and CNN reporters come from? They come from the Harvard Crimson and the Yale Daily. The Yale Daily recently censored a piece because it said that Hamas had raped and beheaded People and the editor of the Yale Daily said, no, 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 that never happened. That's just made up and took it out, took it out, denied the readers the truth. So when you get students who run despicable newspapers like the Harvard Crimson and the Yale uh, Daily, uh, they're going to become the editors of major newspapers in the future. So what we're seeing today is coming attractions of what's coming to a theater near you. Oh, well, that's that's what's frightening about it. When they take things that are absolutely provable, identifiable, yeah. uh, whether it's with, you know, visual or I mean, look, these these terrorists came in with GoPros attached to whatever they were wearing on their head so that they could record what they did. I mean, it, had they not done that, I mean, people would still be able to attest to what happened. But these guys, these terrorists, these Hamas terrorists want people to know what they've done to Jews in the most barbaric medieval way possible so how is it that they then get to say it's a lie yeah and the reason they want all this to be recorded is they want to bring it back to the people of gaza we'll cheer them when they brought back a beheaded woman who had been raped and was bleeding there were chairs in the street so don't talk to me about innocent civilians the vast majority of what they claim hamas seven thousand eight thousand civilians probably closer to two thousand because they exaggerate everything most of them are going to be Hamas cheerleaders who have helped people uh, engage in terrorism. And then they say children. Well, 
17 and 18 year old kids are recruited to fire rockets into Israel. Then they say women, as if being a woman excuses you if you're a terrorist. It's nonsense. Right. The, the number of innocent civilians, even one is too many innocent civilians. There are children. That's that's clear, real children. But the vast majority of the, quote, 7,000, which is probably, as I said, closer to 2,000, the vast majority of the 7,000 are not innocent. They are morally culpable. They're part of Hamas. They support Hamas. They are the problem, not the victims. And, of course, you're talking about the increased numbers that Hamas say have been slayed as, as, or yeah. killed as a result of Israel's attacks, and that's yeah. why they're asking for a ceasefire. But here's, here's the, 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 the question. Is Hamas intentionally preventing these people that Israel has been warning for three weeks, three weeks, get out of northern uh, Gaza, uh, and, and yet uh, Hamas is not allowing the Palestinians to move down? That's right. And uh, Secretary of State Blinken pointed that out, pointed out how Hamas says keeping them as human shields. You know, you're, you're, you, you judged a lot of criminal cases. Take a case where I take you as a hostage in a bank robbery and I'm I'm holding you and the police are shooting and, and, the, and, and the, me, the hostage taker, is killing people in the bank. And the policeman takes aim at me, tries to kill me, but tragically accidentally kills you. Who's guilty of your murder? Not the policeman right. who shot the gun, but the man who held the right. hostage. That's Hamas. That's the law in every single country in the world. And the media doesn't understand it. It keeps blaming Israel for these deaths because Israel has to go after these Hamas leaders. I have to tell you, if there's a ceasefire today, it will cause more civilian deaths over the long term because it will mean Hamas will regroup. They'll build more tunnels. They'll get more armaments. And they'll kill more civilians, both Palestinians and Israelis. So a ceasefire and is isn't there. Well, isn't there also some difference of opinion as it relates to the ceasefire where Israel is all in and the United States is saying, wait, you need a ceasefire. But is the United States negotiating? I mean, it's all the negotiations are being done in Qatar for the hostages. Is that correct? Yeah. I think so. You yeah, know, I know so the emir of Qatar and I've met with him. I had dinner with him and President Trump when we were working on the um, Abraham Accords and the peace process. And, and the, the Qatar emirs tries very hard to have both ends against the middle. He tries to be pro-Hamas and pro-Iran and pro-American and even moderately under the table pro-Israel. But I don't know, unless he delivers the hostages, whether it's worth uh, giving all that support for, for Qatar if they're not really doing anything and, and satisfying their role as as the intermediaries. We'll wait and see. But, but you know, there is a difference between the hostages, which we now believe are 264. Is that the number? Do we even know? 242 is the last one I heard. 242. 242. Okay. And then yeah. there are the Americans living in Palestine who can't right. get out that they apparently are letting out. So, you know, we've got American hostages. Americans were killed. Americans are locked in Palestine and at the same time calling for a ceasefire. I mean, unless there's a quid pro quo there, I don't see the whole Absolutely. point of any ceasefire, given what Israel's been through. No, I agree. I agree. What Israel has to do is hold out and say, look, you, you return the hostages, then we'll talk about a pause. We'll talk about a ceasefire. We'll do a pause until the hostages are out. But we're not giving you anything for nothing. You know, right. enough, enough. Israel always uh, focused more on the civilians than on even trying to get uh, the, the terrorists. And, you know, the time has come for, the, for Israel to do what the United States did after Pearl Harbor. 
But Churchill yep. and Roosevelt announced total war, unconditional surrender, nothing less. That's what he wanted. That's what. All right. And, and, and I'm going to follow that up, Professor Dershowitz. When sure. we bombed Germany, two and what is it, 350,000 to 500,000 Germans died. Nobody cared about civilian casualties. We just were in a war and we had to get rid of Hitler and get rid and, and our enemies. Why is this so said, different? It shouldn't be. Nobody sent them fuel. They denied them fuel because they knew the fuel would be used to kill Americans. In this case, the fuel will be used to build tunnels and and terrorize uh, civilians. So, no, Israel shouldn't be sending fuel. Um, and, and Nor and do they Israel... have an obligation to, nor no, should they. No, they allow no. 20,000 Palestinians to come into Israel every day to work. They just ended that, Professor. Well, but I want to go back to what spies. we first— Some of them were spies. Some of the yes, of course they work. were. Help uh, let me go back uh, to the law sure. schools. I yeah, want to yeah. go back to where you started. The Harvard Law Review sure. student physically attacks Jewish students. Now, talk to me about, look, Bill Ackman, Leon Cooperman, some of these guys came out, a guy yeah. named Offer. Uh, what do they have to do to stop this pro-Hamas, which we've said is a, is, is a terrorist organization, support in the United States? First of all, it's illegal to provide material support to Hamas or to Hezbollah. It's against the law. It's a crime. Second, schools are doing that implicitly. Uh, they are educating uh, these kids to go back and be terrorists and to hurt America. And I'm very thankful for the wealthy donors who have finally said, look, we're part of the university, too, not just the woke, progressive, hard left students and not just the money coming in from uh, Arab and Muslim countries. We're going to have something to say about this as well. And, and John Huntsman is not Jewish. He's a Mormon. The same thing. And Leslie Wexner and so many others have withheld millions of dollars. And finally, finally, the president of Harvard has said, all right, I'll issue my fourth statement. Please send me more money. That's basically what they're doing. And, um, uh, you know, there has to be some moral clarity here. What's going on in universities around the country is a disgrace. It's a disgrace, and they're turning out the future leaders of America. And we're in deep trouble if, this, if these are the values our future leaders have. If they can't tell the difference between good and evil, this is not a close question. This is right. absolute evil, as the Secretary of State has said, others have said, and Republicans have joined it. And I'm appalled at the Democrats, the 13 Democrats who signed on a letter today saying, no, there should be a pause or, or no, you, 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 you can't tell Israel what to do. The United of course States not. didn't pause when it went after Al Qaeda and after after uh, the Taliban. Between two hundred and seventy and three hundred thirty thousand civilians were killed in those wars, and Israel has killed far far fewer. And of it's course. tried its best not to kill, just like America has tried its best not to kill. But when you embed your fighters in civilians and use them as human shields, people will die, and it's the fault of people who are using the human shields. Well, and, you know, the, the, the sad part of all this is that in the universities, whether, you know, the president of Harvard comes out with a letter or a statement, you know that this is not something that they believe in, that they're doing it for the money. Yeah. And but for that leverage of the money, I mean, these universities, I mean, what what do they say? It's free speech and therefore no. they, they're no, protecting they it. They say that. And then they always say what the president, what President Biden mistakenly does. He says, oh, there's anti-Semitism and there's also anti-Islam and anti-Muslim. Ah. No, there isn't. No, there isn't. Name me a single instance of anti-Muslim or anti-Arab attitudes on any American university. I follow this carefully. 
I haven't seen one, not one. It's all anti-Israel. And you can't do kind of virtual claiming by saying, oh, we're just as upset. You know, why not complain about anti-Zoroastrianism or, you know, anti, <laughs> you know, there, there is no anti-Muslim. And, and yep. don't make up a story about that. It's all anti-Semitism, anti-Americanism against the Judeo-Christian tradition, you know, you scratch an anti-Semite and you'll find an anti-American. That's yes. the way it really works. It's interesting. Uh, but, you know, let's talk about the fact that, you know, people are now saying, you know, the Palestinians have a right to be free. The truth is that Israel let go of uh, Gaza in 2005 and the Palestinians elected Hamas. Just like, That's unfortunately, right. I'm of Lebanese descent, Professor, and a Lebanese Christian, and they took over, Hezbollah took over Lebanon, which was split what? Christian and Muslim. And, you know, the oh, Lebanese are, are being subjugated to them. What happened in Lebanon, really the end of the Christian presence that goes back to the time of Jesus. And it ended when uh, Hezbollah uh, took over and the Iranians took over. You know, Lebanon used to be a model place where there'd be a Christian president and, and a Muslim prime minister or vice versa. And then when the radicals came in, Christianity is the enemy, uh, right. just like Judaism is the enemy and America is the enemy, the big devil. And so uh, you don't want to be a Christian in Lebanon today the way yes. probably your grandparents and great-grandparents sure. arrived in yep. Lebanon. They were part of the commercial Levant. It was they were a very, very important part. And well, Lebanon was, uh, you know, Beirut, the Paris of the Middle East. And, you know, yep. Gaza could have been, as they say, the Singapore of the Middle East, That's located right. on the Mediterranean right. with all the benefits. But they 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 scrounged and they took all of the benefits from the U.N. and the world to kill Jews. Is and this ever going to end? I don't know. But there's a report today that the heads of uh, Hamas and Hezbollah are worth billions of dollars. It's a kleptocracy. They take the money, they take the food, they take the gas, the oil from the poor people in, in the Gaza Strip or the people in the West Bank. They put it in their bank accounts. The leaders move to Qatar. They live in luxury yep. hotels. And then they leave the, the innocent people, including the children, to be human shields, uneducated, uh, unfed, and, and un, unable to get medical equipment because their leaders are, are hoarding the money and hoarding the all the, the humanitarian issues. Yep. So, you know, point the finger where it belongs. The people of Palestine would be so much better off without Hamas. The people of Lebanon so much better off without right. Hezbollah. Right, but they don't have, in Lebanon, they don't have the strength. But, but, but let me ask you this. If, you know, when, and I believe Netanyahu, when he says, uh, we're going to get rid of Hamas, I believe him. I think that uh, he doesn't have a choice. It is an existential threat. So what then? Why won't the other Arab countries help the Palestinians? What is it about the Palestinians that Jordan, King Abdullah, whose wife is a Palestinian, who, uh, he says, I got a red line here. They're not coming yeah. here. Egypt, El-Sisi, the same. Why yeah. does no one want to uh, 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 bring in Palestinians and help them? Well, remember, the Jordanians killed more Palestinians than uh, Israel did in, in, in the last hundred years during Black September. And remember, too, what the most colonialist settler regime in all the Middle East is, and it's Jordan. You know, King Hussein of Jordan is a Saudi Arabian. Yep. He was imported by England to become the fake leader of the Jordanian people. The Jordanian, you know, Jordan was part of the mandate. And when it was divided, the Arabs got, 
you know, 80% of it, and the Jews got a tiny little fraction of it, and the Arabs said, no, no, not enough, we'll go to war, we'll exterminate the Jews. And as the result, Israel expanded in size, and that's what created this whole whole issue. So Jordan is not without fault there either. You know, King Hussein's grandfather tried to make peace with Israel, and he was assassinated. Yep. Saddam, uh, you know, Saddam tried to make peace, and he was assassinated. Yeah, Ar- Arafat. And so it's uh, and Arafat. No, not Arafat, uh, Sadat. No, Sadat. And, and Arafat was behind these assassinations, a right. number of them. So, you know, I was um, once asked to comment on Arafat's death, and I said it was untimely. If he had only died four years earlier, yep. it's possible that, that the, the Clinton-Barack uh, efforts in 2000, 2001 yes. might have been successful. But yep. the, well, the PLO was not no. interested. The PLO no, is no better no. than Hamas. Well, you know, they are at the moment less aggressive, but who right. knows what would happen. And, of course, the reason they haven't had elections on the West Bank is they know that Hamas would win just the way they won in Gaza. So don't tell me that Israel is not at war with the Palestinian people. It is at war with the Palestinian people. Not all of them, but the vast majority of them, just the way America was at war with the German people and with the Japanese people. You can't separate out the people from uh, the government as completely as the administration wants to do. I don't want to see children die, any children die. But don't tell me that the adults in Gaza are are neutral or objective and they're just being killed. Many of them are willing human shields. They're shahids. They're martyrs. And they put up signs praising the martyrs of October 7th. And these are not martyrs. These are mass murderers. They are mass murderers. So so when Hamas is done... Uh, and it will be done. Uh, and Egypt is opening the Rafa closing, uh, crossing very slowly. Um, what's going to happen to Palestine? Well, there won't be a two-state solution unless the problem of Gaza is solved. Remember that at the Camp David, uh, back with Jimmy Carter, Israel right. wanted to give the Gaza Strip to Egypt. The Egyptians wouldn't take them. Um, Israel wanted to give the West Bank to the Jordanians, so Jordanians wouldn't take them. You know, Arab and Muslim people don't want their own. They want to leave those people to be the responsibility of the nation state of the Jewish people. And that's what one of the causes of the problem. Why do we have a refugee camp 75 years after um, uh, the establishment of the state of Israel? These are people who allegedly were refugees. None of them are alive. Um, and, and so we still have refugee camps in order to create a festering saw and to allow the media to say, oh, my God, they're refugees. They're not refugees. Any more than you're a refugee from Lebanon or I'm a refugee from Poland. There's mm-hmm. a statute of limitations. It's over. You're an American. I'm an American. The so what are they? Left, what are they? I don't Palestinians? Know. I don't know. Well, you know, the Palestinians became Palestinians only after Israel was established when the head of the so-called Arabs in Palestine testified in front of the Peel Commission in 1937-38. He said there were no such thing as Palestinians. They're yeah. just Arabs who live. Uh, in the Middle East, uh, the Palestinianism uh, became dominant only after Israel was established as a way of trying to undo Israel and to make sure there never was a single Jewish presence of any person in the Middle East. They wanted to be completely Judenrein the way the Nazis wanted Europe to be Judenrein, and that's in the Hamas Charter. Well, what what we're facing now is an uncertain future when uh, Israel does exterminate Hamas. But the question is whether the West Bank is going to be, you know, firing up. And I've got someone on my next segment who's going to be talking about that. 
And you got the West Bank and Hezbollah that's kind of sitting back and watching. Right. But I right. just want to end this on what you think we can do in the universities. I mean, do you take away the accreditation? Let's assume there was no uh, uh, Cooperman or or there was no Ackman or the mm-hmm. rest of them. What, what, what do you do to these I, universities I that would, are creating terrorists? I would take away the accreditation of um, City University of New York Law School. It is not a law school. It is a propaganda mill with a faculty that votes unanimously to boycott only Israel, not to boycott uh, Syria or Iran or anyone else. I would not accredit them, not because of their politics, but because they're not turning out real lawyers. You don't want to be represented by somebody who was taught by propagandists rather than teachers. They're not teaching these students how to think. They're telling them what to think, and they're grading them down if they don't think the right way. I've heard it from students at City University in New York. It's a tragedy. I went to City University in New York, first person in my family ever to go to college. I couldn't yep. afford to pay for college. If not for City University, I'd be selling shoes in Brownsville. I think I'd be a pretty good salesman, but I yeah. wouldn't have been able to go to college or law school. So I used to contribute a lot to City University. I gave them all of my papers worth over a million dollars. I'm not giving them another penny. We Nor have to should do you. about this. Yeah. Nor should you. Well, I guess what we've got to do is just, it's almost a wish and hope. Because last weekend I went into Brooklyn from Westchester. It took me three hours. There were that many people who were blocking all the bridges and the tunnels and the roads. I mean, that many people hate the Jews, Jewish students afraid to go to class on campus, irrespective of what the president says of a university. Isn't that the truth? It's the truth, my friend Arthur Ardala, your friend, yeah, uh, went back to his home in Bay Ridge in Brooklyn and couldn't go through. There were so many anti-Semites and anti-Israel and anti-American people protesting. Let's just remember, if there's terrorism in the United States, these folks are a fifth column, some of them. They will join the terrorists. They will attack your grandmother and your grandchildren. So this is not a problem that's only in Israel and the Middle East. This is coming to a theater near you. Well, there's no question. And uh, when I saw in the, uh, in, in I, I don't remember what paper it was, but it said Jews not allowed in a store yeah. in Europe, I just, yeah, my Turkey. blood yeah. ran yeah, yeah, cold. Yeah. And yeah. I said, this is worldwide. Why the Jews? You know, mm-hmm. Alan, why the Jews? Boy, I wish we knew the answer to the question. There's a great book entitled Why the Jews. And Oh, uh, is there? Yeah, and nobody's been able to answer that question. It grows out of an old joke. You know, Hitler is yelling and screaming at Nuremberg, who's causing the problems of the world? The Jews, the Jews, the Jews. And then somebody in the audience yells, the bicycle riders. And Hitler says, why the bicycle riders? And the person in the audience says, why the Jews? You know, it, it goes yep. back to that period of time. Why the Jews? Jews... Let me tell you why I think it's the Jews with the woke population. Jews and other immigrant groups, Italian-Americans, Lebanese-Americans, Greek-Americans, Irish-Americans, we have made it on the basis of meritocracy. We worked hard and we earned it. And the one thing the woke people can't stand is meritocracy. They want to promote people based only on their race, only on their identity politics. And Jews and others have shown that that's wrong. Meritocracy is what works. And that's why a lot well, of the people on the woke side hate the Jews. Well, but you know what? I mean, forget the meritocracy. Let's talk about, you know, World War World War One. Let's talk about Egypt and Moses. Here's the thing. Yeah. You know, people say Israel took the land from the Jews. I said, wait a minute. Jesus was a Jew. 
Jesus was a Jew. He was in Bethlehem. He was there. What are you talking about? Do you know the story of Yasser Arafat meeting with Bill Clinton? Arafat said to Clinton, you know, it's a myth. There's no, there was never a Jewish temple in Jerusalem. Jews never lived there. And, And Clinton said, you're attacking my religion. Where did Jesus send out the moneylenders? Where was he crucified? You can't have Christianity without knowing that there was a major Jewish presence um, in Israel for a thousand years before the Romans threw them out. Exactly. They Palestine. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I just when when you know, so I meet some young people and that they, they have a totally different understanding. And you know, for the, the people who are so much into victimhood, Professor Alan Dershowitz, yeah. you know, I'm black, I'm a victim. I'm this, I'm a victim. I, you know, I'm sensitive. You're, you're triggering me. This, that, and the other thing. You come across a real victim, and you cannot empathize. You can't even identify them as a victim. It is this the is wrong, messed they're the up. Wrong race, and they're the wrong. Re- religion and they're the wrong uh, ethnic background uh, uh, victimization has nothing to do with what actually happened to you it's who yeah. you are how you were born and what your identity is if you're black you're automatically a victim and look what's happening at universities building these incredibly expensive bureaucracies uh favoring uh diversity which doesn't really favor diversity except for skin color and equity which is the opposite of equality and inclusion, which excludes Jews and Christians and and others, and this whole bureaucracy of of, of D, um, you know, uh, whatever the initials are, has destroyed DEI. American universities. Yep. Yeah, yep. destroyed American universities. That ought to come to an end. That ought to be terminated. That's the reckoning we need to bet universities back to teaching basics and not becoming centers of political propaganda and the unfortunate part of it is we only started seeing that a lot of this during the pandemic when parents yeah. started finding out what their kids were being taught in school about 1619 and yeah. uh, Nora Hannah Jones I think and and all of a sudden we're like oh that's why the CEOs of these corporations are so messed up they've been indoctrinated anyway yeah. professor Alan Dershowitz I can't thank you enough you and I get each other charged up uh, this is this is a very Good. very thank you for Thank you for mentioning my book, War Against the Jews. You can yeah. get it on Amazon.com. And, uh, I'm going to get it myself. I'll buy it in it. advance. Thank War you. Against the Jews, Alan Dershowitz. And I'll, sign it. I'll sign it to you next time I see you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank Take you, care. Professor Alan Dershowitz. Thank you so much. Up next here on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show, I will be speaking with former chief counsel for nominations to the U.S. Senate Committee on the Judiciary, Mike Davis, coming up right here on the Red Apple Audio Network. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. This is the Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Joining us now is the founder and president of the Internet Accountability Project, uh, IAP3, and the Unsilenced Majority. Please join me in welcoming Mike Davis to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Now, folks, you've heard from Mike before. 
Mike is uh, is a former chief counsel uh, to the nominations in the Senate Judiciary, and he's advised Grassley and other senators on the confirmation of federal judges uh, and along with ex- executive uh, uh, appointees. But we've got Mike on today to talk about something that is also in his wheelhouse, and that is what's going on with Donald Trump and the trials. Uh, and I want to start, uh, Michael, first by thanking you but asking you what is going on with the Letitia James case in New York City uh, I know that Donald Jr. testified Eric Trump testified uh, and I believe that uh, uh, Ivanka is going to be testifying what what can you tell my listeners about that trial in a nutshell uh, well I would say that this is part of the Democrats lawfare and election interference against President Trump they impeached President Trump twice for nonsense. They brought four criminal indictments against him for non-crimes. And now they're trying to bankrupt his family business in New York for the non-fraud of a businessman paying back sophisticated Wall Street banks in full on time uh, with interest as agreed. And somehow that is fraud in Tish James's world. She campaigned on the fact that she was going to get Trump politically and she's delivering. Well, you know, you and I both know as attorneys, I mean, that is so against the canons of ethics as it relates to uh, Letitia James for, you know, swearing and promising that she would get uh, Donald Trump. If I ran for D.A. on a on a uh, on on an argument that I was going to get whoever my Democrat, you know, opponent was, I mean, they 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 throw me out of office. She, however, seems to withstand it. And she's got uh, a judge, this Erdogan who says, you know, Trump's a bad guy. I'm glad she's going against him. He ought to be removed from the trial as well. But now we've got we've got him in there and uh, without any loss or any uh, uh, to any of the banks. Letitia James is trying to say that they lost something like uh, the banks lost $100 million. How is it when the banks aren't complaining and got all their money? I don't get this. Well, and it's the banks were not duped here. They did their own due diligence. They didn't just rely on what President Trump told them or his businesses told them. They do their own due diligence and they make their own uh, they make their own determinations. And like you said, Judge, they got they got paid back in full on time as agreed with interest. There's no loss. There's no victim here. Well, clearly. And so let's jump to what's going on with the other cases. We've got special counsel Jack Smith and D.C. Obama judge Tanya Chutkin placing a gag order on Trump. Now, the guy's running for president. He's been charged with, what, 91 counts? He's not supposed to address those counts while he's running for president? Have you heard of anything crazier? Well, I mean, you were a judge. Uh, you were a judge, judge. So you know how crazy this is. The First Amendment protects Americans from the government, including criminal defendants. The Sixth Amendment protects criminal defendants, not the government's right to a fair trial. If you look at the local rules to which Judge Chuck incites this partisan Obama judge cites, it's Local Criminal Rule fifty-seven point seven. That's the basis for her gag order, her unconstitutional gag order on a criminal defendant. And the local rule that allows these gag orders specifically talks about how these gag orders protect the accused. They protect the defendants, right? 
And it's just nonsense that if, if there's anyone in America who needs the constitutional right to speak out about the judge, about the court staff, about the prosecutor, about the process, about the witnesses, it is a criminal defendant. And if President Trump truly tries to threaten witnesses like they're pretending he's doing, there are federal criminal statutes on the books for obstruction of justice and witness tampering uh, that they can charge Trump with. This is this is election right. interference. This is lawfare. Right. It is election interference because if they're this is being intimidated. I mean, how could they be when they they took the president of the United States and have arraigned him on four different criminal charges in four different uh, venues? And now they want to say that uh, he's threatening other people. Are you kidding me? If they can take a president down like this, what what how is it that he's intimidating other people? And the fear that that I have is that, you know, the man is forget about not just his First Amendment, but he has a right to run for president. How can he do that without speaking about this? Well, and that's just it. So if he if he criticizes Jack Smith, the Biden special counsel, this partisan special counsel who was previously in 2016 unanimously reversed by the Supreme by the Court, Supreme Court. Like that's as you know, Judge, it is really hard to get a criminal conviction overturned by the Supreme <laughs> Court. It is impossible for it to get overturned unanimously. And Jack Smith found the way because he is such a partisan scud missile. He went after former Virginia Governor Bob McDonnell, a likely presidential or vice presidential candidate for Republicans in 2016. Jack Smith brought this bogus case against McDonald, won a conviction, and then the Supreme Court, after the damage was done, after McDonald's life was ruined and his political career was, was, was ruined, the Supreme Court unanimously reversed. That's the play that Jack Smith is running now. They brought this goofball back from The Hague, where he was banished. Yep. Merrick yep. Garland brought him back to go after President Trump, to be a political scud missile. And if President Trump says that... He violates this gag order and faces imprisonment. This is insane. Well, yeah. And you know what? The Supreme Court not only reversed Jack Smith's uh, uh, prosecution and, and the conviction of uh, Governor McDonald, but they particularly uh, identified and, and referenced the prosecutor and how unethical he was and how it was his behavior that was the cause for the reversal of this conviction. That's that's exactly right. And so why the hell would Joe Biden and Merrick Garland bring back this disaster from The Hague unless his sole mission is to be a scud missile again, a political scud missile again, to take out their political opponent, Trump, like they did with Governor Bob McDonald? Right, right. And there were a few others along the way with this Jack Smith uh, uh, where uh, didn't he try the Bob at the uh, John Edwards case and he lost that at a trial. So you've not only got the Supreme Court rejecting him and his tactics, you've got a jury rejecting him on the John Edwards case. And what about Don Young? Was he involved in the Don Young, the Alaska? Is it the Alaska uh, congressman, was it? You're thinking of Steve, Senator Stevens. And uh, I don't know if he right. was involved with that or not, but he, I, I think Jack Smith was running the public integrity section for Eric Holder and Obama during that time. So you could be right on that, uh, yes. Judge. And, yes. And, so and they bring this. Go ahead. I was going to say, remember this, the, the, his counselor, the counselor to the special counsel is Jay Bratz. If you want to talk about witness intimidation, if you want to talk about obstruction of justice, 
Waltz Nada is President Trump's personal yes. aide, yes. and he is a co-defendant on the Mar-a-Lago case. Yeah. Uh, Stanley Woodward, Walt Nada's attorney, came forward with very credible evidence that Jay, uh, that Jay Bratz, Jack Smith's goon, threatened Stanley Woodward and said that that Jay, Jay Bratt said he knew that Stanley Woodward was applying for a D.C. Superior Court judgeship, and that could be in jeopardy if he doesn't play ball with Jack Smith yes. and Jay Bratt. I mean, you can't get worse than that as a prosecutor. That is like obstruction of justice and witness tampering uh, as bad as it gets. Yes. And you know what? I'd forgotten about that. You know, when you take a witness and squeeze that witness, unless you testify the way I want you to testify, you know, you're going to miss out or this guy's going to miss out on this, that or the other thing. It is really very frightening. But I got to tell you, Michael, that um, what we've got going on in this country right now is a, you know, a, a, not only a justice system that we know is out of control, the Department of Justice, the FBI, with the FBI, you know, looking for domestic terrorists and, and as parents, a.k.a. parents and, and Catholics and uh, going after their political enemies. But, you know, Merrick Garland and his handling of the Hunter Biden case is so disappointing that he leaves David Weiss. Now, there's another beauty for you. David Weiss, who was the attorney, the United States attorney, who crafted the plea deal that everybody thought they could get away with for Hunter, where he'd be like in, in, in perpetuity free from any prosecution and have immunity from prosecution. And then he decides to appoint him as special counsel as if any of us believe that, oh, now he's got more power. Now we can really go after uh, Hunter Biden. It's all a joke. Explain why. Well, David Weiss was uh, the, the so I was the chief counsel for nominations on the Senate Judiciary Committee, as you said, during the first two years of the Trump administration. And people say, oh, this David Weiss was a Trump U.S. attorney. Yeah, technically, no, he was yes. by Trump, but he was handpicked under the, the hundred year old blue slip process in the Senate. The home state senators, the two home state senators pick the U.S. attorney, they pick the district court judges, they pick the U.S. marshals. Well, okay, and I want you to say that again, because that kind of slips aside. Donald Trump may have approved David Weiss as the United States attorney for the district, where is he, D.C.? Is Delaware. 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 I, I knew it wasn't D.C. But the way it works is that the home, the other party gets to identify who they want. And it's a courtesy that the parties do. So you've got Biden as part of a deal, maybe appointing someone that the Republicans wanted to be a judge. You know, it's the way yeah. it works. It doesn't mean it was Biden's choice. It's just a deal that they worked out. That's exactly right. I always say that Home state senators will never give up the ability to hand select the, the U.S. attorney that would prosecute their corruption case, the district court judge who would oversee it, and the U.S. marshal who would escort them to prison. So that's not <laughs> going away, and it never will. You're so right about that. But, all right, so now now he's a special counsel. What do you expect to see now? Well, I mean, I've, we've seen for years that David Weiss has been the cover-up artist for the Bidens. I mean, there's very clear evidence that uh, that uh, j here's one example. Bill Barr, back in June of 2020, 
uh, actually it was before that, it was January of 2020, got evidence that the Bidens took a $10 million foreign bribe from Burisma, right, and changed yep. U.S. policy. By, then Vice President Joe Biden threatened to cut off a billion dollars in U.S. aid to Ukraine if the Ukrainian prosecutor didn't investigate the uh, the Ukra- Ukrainian president didn't in- investigate the Ukrainian prosecutor and remove investigating him. Burisma. Yeah, investigating the Burisma and the Bidens, right? And uh, right. what do you know? B- Biden's so dumb, he went out and crowed about how he got the, this prosecutor. Yes, is that, does that amaze? It is so incredible. He is that dumb. <laughs> well, he left out the part that he got $10 million allegedly to do this. This evidence was deemed credible by the Pittsburgh U.S. attorney. And then for whatever reason, Bill Barr sent it to the Delaware U.S. attorney, David Weiss, who sat on it and did nothing. And whistleblowers have come forward from the IRS and other federal agencies saying they've had evidence on the Bidens for years and David Weiss hasn't done a damn thing about it. He is covering for the Bidens. And that is very, very clear. He got rewarded by Merrick Garland by being named special counsel. Well, and you know, uh, and he says it would save time. You know, that's why he did it. He didn't want someone new to have to come in. But but the the incredible part of it is that now you've got Hunter Biden saying that, oh, I just read this the other day, that all of this publicity is making it hard for him to recover. Okay, Hunter, I'll buy that if you admit the crack that cocaine in the White House was yours. You know, if you you're admitting that you haven't recovered, so that was your cocaine huh and you know what we can we can identify fingerprints from crimes 30 years ago but not one in the white house not one where they're trying to figure out whose cocaine it was it's just they are such an incredibly dirty crime family and then you've got the two hundred thousand dollars from james biden which was a repayment of a loan now tell tell my listeners with a repayment of a loan wouldn't you wouldn't you have to have a loan schedule and how the hell does joe biden who's worked for the government his whole life loan his wealthy brother two hundred thousand dollars or was it just uh, a bribe that he was getting his share of james comer on the house oversight committee has done a very good job of getting these bank records and he is really circling in on the bidens and the evidence is pretty clear they have been able to identify 24 million dollars so far corrupt foreign payments from China, from Ukraine, from Russia, from Kazakhstan, from all these hellholes around the world, $24 million that have gone into the Biden's pockets. It seems like every Biden family member has gotten very rich, except for the five-year-old granddaughter who they refused to acknowledge for five years. Well, they I, finally yeah, did after they political finally did. pressure. Yep. Yeah, yep. And, it's, and they were always saying that the Democrats have always been saying, Okay, well, how did Joe Biden benefit from this? Well, they've actually pieced it together. They've shown at least $240,000 that went from James Biden or his wife into Joe Biden's pockets, and they're calling it loan repayment, as you said, Judge. Well, what were the loans? And this is where House Oversight, the House Oversight Chairman James Comer and his staff need to just subpoena James Biden and Hunter Biden, get their records, make them sit down for staff depositions and public hearings, and ask them, make them explain how Joe Biden, who was a broke joke when he left the, uh, he left office as vice president, <laughs> was donating two hundred and forty thousand dollars to his rich brother.
Well, and but now we know that 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 40,000, the latest came from a uh, a CEFC, a Chinese uh, energy firm, which is, by the way, the thing that Joe Biden is so good at. He made himself the point man on energy because he knew that's where all the money was, energy and foreign relations, just like Bob Menendez on foreign relations. Right. Bob Menendez is on foreign relations. They indicted him once. Did the Democrats take him off of foreign relations? Absolutely not. Because, you know, that's where they get all their money from. This is scary stuff, Michael Davis. Yeah, and it's, Judge, as you said, it's not just the bribes, the foreign corruption, the foreign bribes. It actually affects American policy, right? We had, when, when Obama put Vice President Biden in charge of Ukraine, the Biden family went on the take, and Putin smelled this corruption and weakness and took Crimea. We had four years of peace and prosperity under Trump, and now Bozo Biden's back, taking more money, and Putin's trying to take the rest of Ukraine. Mike Davis, thank you so much for giving us the time today on on this wide-reaching interview uh, that I didn't expect would move the way it did, but I, I was very excited talking to you about these important issues. I want to thank you so much for joining us, Mike Davis, uh, of the uh, Internet Accountability Project, or Project 3. Uh, is it Project 3, Mike? It's Article 3 Project, and I really appreciate your having me on, Judge. Uh, It's my pleasure. Thank you, Michael. Take care. Thank you. And, folks, never forget, join the Tunnel to Towers Foundation on its mission to do good in honor of America's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. And coming up next, I will gavel out with my closing argument. It's all coming up on the Red Apple Audio Network. This is the Judge Janine Show. This is the Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. We're in a mess. We've been in a mess for a while. And as far as I'm concerned, The most important thing that we can do is stay true to our values and true to our morals. And how do we do that? We do that by standing up for what we believe in. Whatever you are, whatever religion you are, whatever belief you have, stay with it. The only thing that we've got to stop in this country is the hate and the violence that is occurring. We're doing the best we can with crime. We're changing the laws and trying to change those laws that allow the criminals to stay out of jail to perpetrate their crimes against the next innocent victim. And now that we've got a war in the Middle East, we've got the schools uh, up uh, revolting and rising up, but they're rising up on the part of the Palestinians. I have no problem with the Palestinians. I have a problem with Hamas. And if you support Hamas, you are supporting terrorism. Hamas has been determined to be a terrorist organization. And what we saw on October 7th in this con- in, 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 in the video that occurred in Israel is unlike anything we have ever seen. These people with Hamas are animals. You burn babies alive. You cut babies out of their mother's stomachs. You, you absolute, absolutely uh, destroy parents in front of their children and vice versa. These people should not be allowed to live in a free society. At some point, we have to rid ourselves of those people. And the only way to do that 
is to be very clear, to take a stand, take a side, and make sure that you're heard. We've got an election coming up. It matters a great deal. We don't want to be in another world war. There are bad actors who more than anything want to destroy us and destroy this country. We cannot let them do that. We need to stand together, united as a Judeo-Christian nation the way we were founded. And I can't believe we're out of time already. Uh, we had on some great guests today, uh, and I appreciate your joining us. Make sure you join us right back here, same time, same place, next Sunday, 11 a.m., for the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Have a great day, everyone.